Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. podcast I have not been this inspired in so long I'm talking to Sunny and Fiona they're a mother-daughter duo they are incredible they have room room balloons if you're in Nashville and you see these giant balloon sculptures all over town that are incredible they make them so check them out they also have an incredible gift shop called Harlan Ruby with the cutest, sassiest, most incredible, unique gifts ever. I go there all the time. That's where I get basically everything that I give for people as a gift I get there. But we walk through their journey and Sunny talks about how she was a single mom, how she's had all these careers from being a hula hoop instructor to burlesque hula hoop dancer which is an amazing story she started a daycare then she and her daughter started harlan ruby together and then started the balloon business broom broom balloons together because fiona her sonny's daughter went to school in new york and learned how to build these sculptures these 3d sculptures and then trained herself how to make balloon sculptures the whole story of these two it's hard to believe because they basically come up with an idea, believe they can do it and start and never worry and never stress about money, about things not working out. And I left feeling so inspired by them that I just want to be around them and talk to them and be in their presence all the time because it's so inspiring. So get excited. Seriously, this is such an elevating podcast. It will take you next level with your thoughts and just the it will inspire you to believe in yourself because they do not doubt themselves. As soon as they come up with an idea that feels right and feels good in their intuition and gut, they go for it and make it happen. And it's literally, it's just mind blowing. So here they are, Sunny and Fiona. 
Okay, I am here with Sunny and Fiona, mother-daughter duo. Yes. Taking over the world. Hopefully. One balloon at a time. (laughs) Y'all started this business called Vroom Vroom Balloon and Harlan Ruby, which is a store. Yes. Okay, so break it down because these are two very thriving businesses. Are they one? Are they two? So Harlan Ruby is the parent company that Vroom Vroom Balloon is under. Okay. Um, we started Harlan Ruby first before Vroom Vroom was birthed. So you started and it was just like awesome gifts. It was just gifts. Well, we self-produced yeah. for about six months okay. uh, in-house everything before we started bringing in other brands. So. And it's my favorite store to shop. It's in you. the what is that shopping center called? Eastside Station. Eastside Station. Okay, very so unnoticeable Eastside Station. <laughs> so it's in Eastside Station, which actually has a lot of cool things. Like yeah. my chiropractor, do I go to yes. Doctor Grande, Doctor yeah. Vince Grande, Vinny Grande. <laughs> Vinny, that's what you gotta call him next time. Vinny, Vinny, yeah. Vinny. And then they have group acupuncture, which yes. is amazing. Yes, great. So good. Mm-hmm. A sweet bakery. Yep. yep. And then yeast, yeast yep. bakery, and kind of a gold mine there's so much stuff like if you're in nashville you and then there's a little dance ballet studio a in there too studio. the tiny ballerinas are so cute oh, it's so it's like so fun to go there so every time i go in there i i literally buy all my presents at harlan ruby because it is so, is so stinking sweet. cute and you'll have such creative like sassy uh off they're not it's not it's not your usual stuff that was really our goal with creating it because I was in LA before moving back home to Nashville and everything in LA was just colorful and fun and sassy and the usual Nashville is more like cream and exposed wood and like more toned down. So we both love color and decided. And there was also a lot of inspiration from, there was a gift shop back in the day called Curious Heart. That was the place that I always took my middle daughter to every time she hit a little milestone of something like you can go pick out a little gift because Kathy just had really quirky unique things that you weren't finding anywhere else and so special so how did y'all decide to go into business together and how long did Harlan <laughs> reluctantly how has it true. been working together because y'all just did Harlan Ruby for a while but really what has exploded all over town is Vroom Vroom Balloon. And yeah, anyone yeah. in Nashville who goes anywhere sees these balloons everywhere. And they're not just like, oh, let me give you a balloon. Although y'all do do like single balloons yes. that are like yes. insane and intense. For sure. We did one for our um, baby announcement, which was... It was so cute. So cute. But y'all do like balloon collages and things. What do you even call it? Installations. Sculptures. Sculptures. How do you I even mean, build this without everything that. popping and transport it? So, uh, yeah, tell me how it all started, how y'all decided to work together, and then where this massive dream <laughs> of let's make balloon sculptures came from and take over Nashville. So, um, Fiona was in L.A. with a, um, a, I guess, a job gone wrong real bad. Yeah, job gone wrong. <laughs> job gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And I... What was to- it? What, what kind of field were you in? It was a website creating an online space for teen girls that was supposed to be very uplifting and creative and good for them. But the woman who was running it was 
crazy and mm-hmm. manipulative and just turned everybody within the business against each other. So opposite so of the motive. Complete opposite. Motive. Okay. Yeah. So that really broke me down, but I had a bit of money that I was sitting on in LA from leaving the job and I was just kind of hanging out and doing nothing. She wasn't. She was dating a guy. Oh, yeah. okay, so. I was like, why isn't she moving back home so quickly? She's in oh, love. She's yeah. Guy. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then she and the guy decided to move back to Nashville, or well, to move for him, it was new to Nashville. For her, yeah. it was back to Nashville. Back to Nashville. And that's where you, you are obviously from. She's been yeah, here. Yeah, we've been yeah, here since her. I was five. Okay. Yeah. So um, I told Fee, I, was, I said, if you want to come back, you, well, basically I said, at this point you have two choices. You can either go work for someone else or you can start your own brand, your own line, your own thing. So, or you can go work for someone else and then come back and do that. You know, you, it's, you're going to end up there anyway. And so she reluctantly <laughs> decided to start her own thing. Very <laughs> And what was it that you were wanting to start? Like what area of work so we well I at the time I had studied illustration in school fashion illustration specifically so I was doing cute illustrations and we were putting them on tea towels and mugs and mm-hmm. everything yes. that we were selling in the shop and no those cars. mugs are so fun the all mu- those mugs cute, are great yes yep. so that was well and it started I mean I had a product that needed an illustration on it, it so what were you doing before well so I was doing hula hoop supplies Mm-hmm. merged into <laughs> jump rope beads and I created this little kit in a can and I was really excited about it but I needed some art and so my middle child had painted some lips that her art teacher said weren't realistic enough and I was like oh well screw that we'll show her and I put it as a label on a can and I was thought well I need more designs because I have more sets but my middle child does not produce on demand. So okay. I, was, I was really stuck so I begged Fee. I was like Fiona you've got to do illustrations for me and she was like I'm not an illustrator. I don't draw. I don't do this. And then all of a sudden she did them and they were amazing because she just had this real like sophisticated yet childlike wonderment in her illustrations that were really shining through. And then you started using them in your fashion. Yeah. So I was at Parsons in New York City at the time and I was working on one of my collections and I wound up taking those illustrations that I had already made and putting them as textiles for the clothing that I was doing. So that like kind of came full circle and I found a love of illustration at that point in time, but focused it more in the fashion aspect. So you were originally going to do clothes. Yeah. And then I realized how bad I am at sewing. Oh my gosh. Everything I made, the hems were always uneven. It was as if I had a special talent to make them never match up. And so it... I was like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work. But that was, that, that... Jump Rope in a Can was the launch of where we knew we could kind of take this leap in with her design and what she was doing. She was already lettering and being creative in that regard. So I told her we would get some machinery to produce things if she would stay. And she said, okay, fine. She would stay. And she stayed. She's still here. So y'all took this jump. So you guys just decided to like invest in yourselves and buy all this equipment and start a business with really no... Uh, former 
Well, I had a lot of, um, so the Hula Hoop Supply Company, if we'll back up, I was teaching Hula Hoop classes, and Fiona was my assistant when she was in high school. Mm -hmm. Look at y'all just always hanging out. Y'all are cute as pie. (laughs) Well, when she left, I had to really rethink what I was doing, because it was either teach classes at night, I had a young baby, the third had been born, and um, I didn't want to be away from the family at night, so I thought, well, at this point, when you're making Hula Hoops in that industry, you have to buy your tubing from one place, your tape from another place your connectors from another place and I thought why not have a one-stop shop yeah so I did a lot of research and I had tubing manufactured for me I had colors developed we had over a hundred colors at the end we had tape manufactured for us we designed tapes I mean it was a huge thing so I had a lot of history in kind of the production manufacturing that kind of thing and the creativity of I would make all the labels for everything myself. I would design everything, print it. So we, we had a leg up going into this. With but it's a little kind bit of, of a big risk to go in and start a business, like how you, like Harlan Ruby, is it? Yeah, well, we had the front space at Eastside Station already. We just weren't using it. So yeah. thankfully, we didn't have to go and find a, a retail spot. Yeah, a location for the shop. We just had a neglected it space and we're like, yeah. oh, let's open like the doors. Space. Yeah. And did y'all know spot. what you were going to put in the store? No. I mean, <laughs> no, we just tried to fill it. We did because we were like, okay, we want mugs. Okay, we're going to learn to press mugs. So you started with mugs. Well, we did mugs. We did, we pressed, um, we made note cards ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we made gift wrap paper ourselves. We made placemats ourselves. That was the main stuff that we started yeah. with. And then we went to someone else to get our tea towels printed with our designs yeah. on them. But did we y'all ever like, have any fear that this wasn't going to go? Why have that fear? How did that, you have that fear, then it won't go. This is so amazing, though, that y'all just yeah. kind of just started rolling with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything that we needed, Sunny was like, we're going to buy that mug press, and then yeah. we're going to buy a large format printer yeah, so we, we can print our own printer. gift paper. We have paper. a resograph printer. We have a button, an industrial button maker. Yeah. I just, I believe in just being creative and doing some stuff yourself. I Where think. did you get that mentality of, okay, I have an idea. It's not fully formulated, but it feels really <laughs> good. But just do it. But just do it and let me just go ahead and um, invest because that is ballsy and brave and a lot of people won't do that. I, How did that mentality yes, come about? I mean, and from, where'd that come from? Um, well, I'll say I, I, I grew up with parents that were entrepreneurs. So they, I didn't see the traditional nine to five job experience. It was very, very different. Um, but when I was looking at life and what to do, I, I did fall into a corporate job that was paying the mortgage. I was a single mom and I was kind of slave to that. And then um, when I was pregnant with the third child, I ended up unexpectedly in the hospital and almost lost her. And when I told my boss at the time, I, I went to the hospital. I didn't tell them until, because everything happened so fast. And then um, I told one guy I worked with, and I said, please don't tell you know the boss because I really want to be able to talk to him myself. And when I went in to talk to him, and I said, I'd like to tell you why I was out and I was in the hospital. And he said, I don't care why you're in the hospital. All we need to know is what to do when you're not here. And it was like, for me at that moment, Caroline, I was done with corporate. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I was- No heart, no soul. Nothing. And I, and I thought, 
I've given them so much time and I had already, I had just taught myself how to hula hoop. I had friends who wanted to learn what I was learning and I thought, well, let's just develop this into classes. And, and were you able to develop it into well, successful oh, classes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brahma. It was a big I feel like hoop. I actually took a class Did you? one time. <laughs> you might have. I have so many people yeah. come to us and they're like, oh, we took your hula hooping yeah. class. Like, so we years like, ago. But like what a wild idea to start even a hula hoop class. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's I don't like know. I how don't know. wild to like even come up with that kind of idea because that's so off the beaten path. And then to say, I'm gonna quit corporate. I'm a single mom of yeah. three kids yeah. providing by myself. And now here I go gonna drop my stability and go start a hula hoop class. I mean, that is seriously Well, now I have dream. to add, at that point I was with David. Okay, so you, But he had just started his own business. And that was your so he ex? Was, no, that's my current husband. Oh, your so current he's, husband. He's in home inspection, but fresh. So once he got like a year in, then I stopped my corporate job. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, yeah. so he was very um, daring and bold for me to not have any hesitation and just be like, whatever, follow your dream. Especially though, because I mean, who's ever started a hula hoop class? Yeah, oh, right. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. You know. I know. Um, but we taught about 300 women, some men. Um, how did you even get the year? word out? It was word of mouth. It was all mm -hmm. word of so mouth. So everybody no wants to learn how to hula hoop? Everybody wanted to learn how to hula hoop. Yeah, at one point she was in Southern Living mm -hmm. and they came and took photos of the family, yeah, like really... holding hula hoops. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. pretty fun. I do. I are you a manifester? I have no idea. <laughs> yes, you are a manifester. What do you mean you have no idea? Are you only positive see, thinking? I don't see things not If I get the feeling that I'm getting in that uh, mindset of something not working out, I have to really, really reset because I will manifest into that happening. Okay, so how do you do that? Because how do I switch? Yes, how do you switch when, say, maybe something's going on and you say you had this great idea to do a yeah. hula hoop company yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I feel like I'm in over my mm -hmm. head. Um, okay, so there are two things. Number one, I think that if you're continually looking at the environment and what's going on around you, you'll learn how to adjust and mold. Okay, break that down. I think that, okay, so if you're, um, let's say you're teaching hula hoop classes and you're really successful, you have to think about, do I want to have more spaces? Do I want to dilute in that way? Do I want to focus on this? You have to kind of follow your intuition. So I think some people get in over their heads where you need to prevent yourself from getting in over your head. Does that so make how, sense? So how do you prevent yourself from getting in over your head? By Especially with finances when you have to up, have some money up front. I've never really had money up front. Really? I just she's kinda, um, Okay, so the thing is, <laughs> yeah, please, please explain, how do you not have I money up know, front? I've she's never. always believed that it is just going to be there. And I remember, so but the speak, money will just be there. Yeah. The mm -hmm. money will be there. It It'll will come. So speaking of like manifesting when I, I must okay, this have is been a course that everyone <laughs> needs to listen to very closely. Who <laughs> listens to this podcast. When I was like probably 10 or so, Sunny would have these meetings on Sundays where all the women oh, would come right. to her house and would sit around the table and we would talk about manifesting and like where we wanted our lives to go. It was kind of when the secret movie had come yes. out. So this was, oh my gosh, like, I don't, I mean, 10, 15 yeah. years, 15 years ago, basically. And so I think from that point, it was really the power of positivity. She would write, I don't know if she even remembers this. She probably does. 
During the hula hoop business, the financial corner of our house yeah. is the kitchen. So she financial went, corner of the house. No, 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 no. It was it was by the front door where your career is. I would write my note. Wait, what? No, does but that you even put mean? there was a whiteboard that was in our kitchen, and she would write um, on there how many hundreds of thousands of dollars she was going to do in sales, and then she would hit that not number. Hundreds of thousands. I mean, that's like insane. Okay, how many thousands? You know what I mean? Like you you make a goal of what you want to sell. Be, but then the she board. just kept wiping it off and making it bigger because she would hit them. What do you mean the financial corner of your house? So well, feng shui. Feng shui. <laughs> so you feng shui'd your whole house. So how did you have the house broken down? <laughs> I need all these tips here. Is what's going on. Okay, so if you walk into your house, that first square is your career section. Is this what feng shui teaches you? Yeah. yeah. So it's different areas. Have so like the front door. There are nine zones when you're looking at your house As a from square. above. That's a whole nother class. If yes. you divide it, there are nine Okay, so like, what zone would we be in here? Because we walk through the front door and we're right. Is your house a square? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so we are in between career, which is that kind of middle section, that middle third. And then this is your, what is this to the left? Um, Knowledgeable, helpful people. No, no, knowledge. Family is your living room zone. Okay. this is knowledge. So this is, and this is where we do all of our work over here. There you go. So we're already kind of doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Where's the finances one? I really want to zone in on that. Far <laughs> left corner of your house. That's the laundry. Mm-hmm. So are you washing so, that money down that drain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's our laundry used to be in that area. Yeah, and she I moved, moved the laundry mm-hmm. machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You moved the laundry machine? Yeah. Because yeah. I was just, I couldn't have that. Yeah. But really? when I bought my house, I was looking at those things too. Because I was, I was thinking, okay, the house needs to have more of a square shape or like a rectangle. You know, something you can work with. No missing pieces. And it really works. It does work. You have it to really believe. Work. Okay, I got to work on this laundry machine. That's really putting. Yeah, there. you're gonna. Yeah, and you got to put some gold coins or something around oh, it. Oh, some fish. Fish? Yeah, like paint little goldfish and put them in there. Mm-hmm. Or even you can print out a picture of them. Santa. All your Christmas stuff put in there. Store your Christmas stuff in there. Okay, tell me about the fish though. Like if I paint. It's for prosperity. So and growing up, we had a fish tank, <laughs> and there were how many? How many goldfish and how? I think and, there was like seven goldfish and, and one, one black, black fish. Or eight and when they would, when one, one of them would die, we would have to go to PetSmart immediately and get a replacement fish of the yeah, right color and cheap. get it back into the fish tank. I freaking love this. I love this. Your your listeners are gonna think we're batshit crazy. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're Come into Harlem Ruby looking for the batshit crazy people to, to commit. We will no. be at the front desk, so not hard to find. <laughs> but guess, yeah, you'll be right there we'll be available. Right there. But it works is the thing. So think it's batshit crazy all you want, but it works. Mm-hmm. It's clearing energy. It's just having mindful space and clearing energy. What do you think the benefit is of clearing all that energy? I think it just keeps you in a current state of mind. Because I find, for example, right now where my home needs addressing, because, you know, just life gets busy, um, you just, I think, mentally get stagnant and emotionally stagnant. Things hold back. So how do you clear things out to make sure your energy is flowing in your house? Okay. So if you looked at your space, first of all, of course, cleanliness. Yes. So getting rid of the dust bunnies, but looking at pieces of art that either don't speak to you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so if you look at your wall over there and you're thinking, okay, the horses don't speak to me, but I need something there. Well, you'll never open up that space for something new that speaks to you if your horses are sitting there. Does that make sense? That's you like, take it off. Yeah, this has always been her mentality of if you leave 
something that shouldn't be you haven't allowed something else to come to come in and that's like with art on your wall or financially like if you stay in the job that you don't like and that doesn't make sense for you then you're not allowing the opportunity for something that you enjoy to come into your life take it away like if you're in your house you have to take that risk that jump so you kind of have to go through and assess your house all the time and be like this piece of furniture doesn't make me feel good like this picture doesn't make me feel good I think that you, not all the time, but I think that if you just find that something's not speaking to you, I, I mean, when you go through your house and you're dusting and you're cleaning and you're looking at it and what is it evoking in you? Yeah. How does it make you feel? Cause exactly. how you feel is huge. It's huge. And people huge. don't really take that into account, into consideration because everyone's just like, oh, it's not a big deal. Not, yeah. But really, it's kind of the biggest deal. I think so. Because if you're not feeling peaceful and mm-hmm. prosperous in your mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. then how can you feel that anywhere else? Yeah. Okay, so growing up, we got all the corners of the house. We have the financial corner. We have the <laughs> They're like corner. <laughs> you <laughs> open the pantry. There's weird, like, Chinese symbols, I like, inside I, I, the door. I, I, pretty, I guess because what happened was post-divorce from my first husband, when I moved into the new house, I read a lot about Feng Shui, and I did it on that house. And things started shifting so quickly. Like what shifted? Uh, Just financial, like a little more financial stability, emotional. I mean, just everything was falling into place at the time. I have mommy brain too, because I have three kids. So (laughs) it's hard to like fine tune with it. But I was so impressed by that, that it's always stayed in the back of my mind. Um, What book did you read or what did you, where did you go? What the library at the time. It was the (laughs) library, Caroline. I mean, because I don't think the internet was really, I mean, it was just kind of. So you were ahead of the curve here. Well, I don't really remember. I just remember falling into it and just loving. And you just read any book you could find about it? Feng Shui, yeah. Wow. And then you started seeing things happen, started getting prosperous. Were you ever fearful being a single mom? Um, No. I think that as a single mom, and I would like to think a lot of other single moms would kind of understand this. You have to be scrappy because you have this little kid you have to keep alive. Like, Did you have three literally. at this point? No, no, no. I had her when I was in college. So, Fiona, you're the oldest. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, my, so, you've had her since you were in college. So, you've yeah. been, y'all have been sidekicks for a long time. Long yes, time. I think that's why we're so similar yeah. and share almost the same brain is because we've been together well for so long. Well bonded. I love that. You're like Kate and Goldie. <laughs> But Sunny and Fiona. That's right. Um, my middle I had in my first marriage. Okay. And then my third I had with my second marriage. Okay. So, yeah. But for a while I was a single mom of the two oldest. And that's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. And you never let afloat. the pressure get you down or worry about the money not coming? I've never, I don't think I've ever, I think there are moments where, yes, you'll be financially overwhelmed. But how's that going to help you? Right. Like you have to get up and make it happen. But I've always been of the mindset that if you need to hustle, you need to hustle. Like if you need to take a second job, take a second job. If you need to work at McDonald's, work at McDonald's. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just provide for your family and you get it done. I but do you keep your passion going at the same time? I've always kept my passion at the same time. Since leaving the corporate job, the passion has been there continuously. So you've never sacrificed, even if you had to take a second hustle or a second job, You've never let your passion go away. No. And that probably sometimes meant doing a lot of work and like being very busy. And I think, I mean, for me, I did. Um, so when I had Fiona and I, 
I was at UMass Amherst and I had gone back to school and then I stopped a year before graduating to move closer to her dad's family. Where's so UMass? UMass? It's in Northampton, Mass. Well, okay. It's a college in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, yeah. Okay. So we moved to the South Shore and I had been nannying with her a little bit on the side while I was going to school full time. And then when I went to Situate, I decided, well, I want to be with her full time. Let's start a family daycare. So at the age of like, what, 20. I started a family daycare, like a booming family daycare. It sounds like everything you start is booming. But it was like, um, yeah. Well, it's about, <laughs> I would say so. I think it's about professionalism. It's about really, really providing a product that's good that somebody wants to be a part of. Do you know so what I you mean? Just like start, you just starting something is hard. So it's hard. It's hard to start something. So here you go, starting a family daycare. Like, do you just like whip up the idea in your head? And then, well, yeah, I was like, Sonny gets an idea and just goes for it. There's no holding her back. It could be something totally random. It like, this is how everything that we've ever done and she's ever done has started. It's like, it's an idea. And then we're just going to see how far well, and that we kind can of go. Felt, you don't so, worry about the money ever. Well, I didn't because family daycare made great money. If you did it right, <laughs> you were good at what you're doing and you limit the amount of children. So not everybody's getting overwhelmed and it's more of a boutique family business, you know, like family daycare. But what about starting it to like rent the space, get the toys, no, get all the you stuff? do it in your home. So I had oh. a great apartment I found with a downstairs that was separate. Um, so you could, I traded in the sedan for a minivan so I could, you know, I was just scrappy. You figured it out, figure it out. And so then I thought, well, you know, it's missing a referral service service for family daycare. <laughs> so I started a referral service for like 18 towns in the South Shore where people would call to get referrals for family daycares. So then what does that mean exactly? So somebody would call and be like, hey, I'm looking for a family daycare in this town and I could refer them to those instead of people trying to like search in like, all these weird spots. Because there yes. wasn't, the internet wasn't a thing that right. you looked on. So and people need that reference that they trust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were a solid reference people could trust. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the family daycare's booming. Mm -hmm. So it was doing great. And then um, my mom said, come, you probably need to move to Nashville. Okay, why Nashville? That's where I have family from Nashville. Okay. Like way back. Okay. Way, way, way back. back. Okay, but you're in Massachusetts. But I'm in point. Massachusetts. Have you ever been to Nashville? Yeah, I used to come here as a kid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the day. Um, and she said, uh, which is why I said I will not move to Nashville. Because <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> well, no. My granny at the time was in Inglewood. This is in the 70s and 80s. I and granny Dick is her great, great grandmother. grandmother. Yeah. Okay. So I knew like Dickerson Pike. Like you just want Trinity Lane. Well, I, back at that time, it, you know, it's it's rough now. I mean, think about it. Like twenty five yeah. years ago, and so I said, no, no way in hell am I leaving like the Boston area to come to Nashville. And she's like, no, no, I think you'd love it. And so came down here, and she, it was beautiful. It was like this great little town. It was totally different. I saw what is it, a Vanderbilt area. I had mm -hmm. never seen that before in Nashville. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then I went back to Massachusetts, and in less than 30 days, I had sold everything, closed down the business, and moved with her. To and here. what was the plan? Just figure it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> so how old are you, Fiona? She At that point, five. I was five. Yeah, she was five. So you're mm -hmm. here we go, moving to Nashville just to figure it out because Granny said you should move here. Yeah, so at so one closing point. closing on a booming business. Yeah. Yep. And then there was a point where we were in the house. It was myself, my in mom. In Nashville or Massachusetts? In Nashville. Myself, my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my great-great 
grandmother. We were all living for a long time. No, but we were all like all of these generations of women in one place was. Yeah, that was pretty. A little bit. That's a wild. Yeah. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. So you are all, so on on a whim, basically, you closed down this booming business and yeah. moved to Nashville yeah. that you used to hate, but then you check it out and you yeah, like it again. Like, so you're like, sounds great. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. When I grow up, I want to be you. <laughs> so you move here. Yeah. What happens now? So you're going to figure it out. What do you figure out? Yeah. So first, I'm like, well, I need to get a job. Because well, yeah. I've got to pay for something, so I got a receptionist. And you didn't job. even care that you shut down your booming daycare? No, because I just I needed to move. It was things were difficult with her dad and I, and you know okay. what I mean. Like you just you need needed to, to change. You felt it. Yes, you need to like get closer to your own family, have your own stability, and that kind of thing. So that was a really important spot for me. But no, I found a receptionist job. And that was great. And then on an airplane, I met this doctor guy, and he offered me a job as a medical secretary. Like on the on spot? A, on the spot. Of course. On a trip. He was like, hey, you'd be great. And I was like, all right. And so I went and put in my notice. So before you even got here, you had a job. No, no, I got my job first here. But then when I was on a trip, I got offered another job. So I went to that. And then somehow I went to like another. I did a little like corporate. So jobs that was a corporate there. Yeah, corporate hopscotch. Bit, yeah, corporate hops, hopscotch. That's a good word. Okay, so you're just like dancing corporate around trying it out. Yeah. Okay, so then if you're digging into the nitty gritty for all the people who are like so bored out of their minds now. No, this is such an interesting story. <laughs> okay, so um, I was at my final corporate job. And this is a, when you almost lost your third child. Yes, this is. I'm. Um, I was in there. I think I was there for like five years. I mean, like I gave a lot of time for me. That was a lot of time. Um, and so I was at Alley Cat, which was this bar over here. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. It was this dive it was in bar five points. in five points. It's where, um, what is it? Drifters is now. And we're all on the east side for everyone listening. Yeah. The east side of yeah. Nashville, which I think is the best side. It's, it's the, the best, best side. side. Well, this little dive bar was the best dive bar. Okay. And so on Friday and Saturdays, they would spend 70s 
and then 80s music. Okay. And you would go and you would dance. And there was a woman that was hula hooping, and I cornered her, and I said... And that's where the hula hoop dream came alive. That's where I had never hooped before in my life. And I was like, you have to teach me how to hula hoop. And she taught me in that moment. In that bar? Mm-hmm. So then I decided I need to go practice hula hooping. Well, I didn't think about buying your own hoop and doing it at the house. I just did it at the bar because they had hula hoops. <laughs> Yeah, and so I would just like go to that bar all the time and hula hoop and hula hoop. And she would teach you? No, she wasn't there anymore. I don't know who she is, but she was this guardian angel who was like, "Woman, <laughs> I am here to teach you." Just a random person a at the bar, random, random picked stranger. up a random hula hoop that they happened to have at this at bar, the bar because that's what their that's thing what was. They had yeah, and she she taught you how to do it. Teach me how to do it. Then you just kept going back to this bar and teaching just yourself, practicing. Just, did you just look things like up, or did you just like so? Yeah. It out? So at that time, you had access to the internet. So I would start trying to Google YouTube different was the thing YouTube. That yeah, just came out exactly. So my my weakness is figuring out how motor skills are not my finest thing. Okay. So I would show Fiona the YouTube video. She would break it down, and then she would teach me the move, and then I would take I was that very move. Important. So how old were you at this point, Fiona? Um, probably 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you could figure it all out. Oh, yeah. Because I can watch someone do something and then know what they did, which this has come in handy with the balloons <laughs> this is really and everything. Coming out. So you can watch one assemble a balloon sculpture mm-hmm. and then and you then, can just redo yeah. it. You guys yeah. are like she's little like fairies. Really, like, yeah, y'all are magical. Really <laughs> this is some, I'm happy to be in your presence right now. Like, I just want to, <laughs> so I want you to like sweet. rub my arms when they're done You're and like so drop sweet. it off on me. <laughs> Yeah. sprinkle stuff on you. I mean, y'all, the two of y'all together, though, y'all balance each other out so we much. We do. We have a lot of, um, a lot of, where I lack, she is there. Because you can come up with all these wild yeah. ideas, then you have all these, like, skill sets to, like, really. Yeah. I'm there to make sure it happens. <laughs> it really, like, yeah. makes sure it happens. Yeah. For okay. sure. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the hula hoop. So now you're practicing at the bar. Yeah, so I'm practicing at the bar. And then I had people <laughs> who were like, oh, my gosh, can you teach me how to do that? At the bar? Yeah, at the bar. They want, well, yeah, people wanted to learn the tricks because I'm doing tricks now. And it's really, it looks oh, really good. Oh, yeah. Well, we I up. was figuring out how to do yeah, the tricks. Like we were doing tricks. Throwing the hoop my around. Thing, Caroline. So the first woman taught me, right, out of the kindness of her heart. And I was like, fuck no, man. I'm going to create some classes and you're going to pay me <laughs> for this. I'm going to make some money off yeah, this. Yeah. So I started, um, I did a little test class at the, what is now, um, I guess Morton's Steakhouse because that wasn't in there I think at the time or maybe it was no it's whatever is at the bottom of the cast or not because that's where I had worked and I taught a little class to test it out and see if I liked it. Was it people from the bar that came? It was people yeah friends of mine that I knew okay and brought them in and then I had them fill out forms to tell me what they liked and what they didn't like and I did this whole like test thing with a class a six-week class. And people showed up. And people showed up. And, and loved they it. they loved it. Because it was fitness. That was the thing. Is so It wasn't exercise. dancing. I was going to say, why do people want to learn to hula hoop? We did it as a f- fitness. Yeah. We mm-hmm. modeled it as a fitness class. And are yeah. you in there too, Fiona, at these classes? At that point, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of helping out. But then eventually I wound up teaching classes. Yeah. At like 12 years old? I think I was probably 15, 15. when I started taking on my own classes. Because mm-hmm. there were times where... I would have to be driven, <laughs> but then I would teach. <laughs> so how long did this hula hoop business work and then how did it grow? So you started in the bottom of a building. So I started, that's where I did my test classes. And then I rented 
um, a studio on Charlotte Pike just by the hour. Was that ever where Delinquent Debbie Hunt used to be? No, no. This is oh. was Global Education. Okay. They have like the studio. But then I ended up securing a little spot on the east side. Okay. That's where like the cigar place is now. Okay. And then the place across the street opened, which is now where Local Honey expanded. But that was my original like formal studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was when it was just That's when us. It was like, we had a big sign that said Hooprama. Yeah, it was really it was it was us and um and people would it just be classes or could you do drop-ins or no so we did a six-week class you had to Mm -hmm. take a a six-week class and each class you would learn x number of moves and the next class you would build on those moves so by the end you You would learn six to eight moves that you knew how to do and so you did level one then you did level two and then level three where fiona came in was you put all those moves together and you did like this high intense aerobic workout with the yeah and you really got a good workout from it oh you got got such a good workout we had a lot of people who were like i've lost x amount of pounds or inches off my waist it helped a lot of women become pregnant made this up Mm -hmm. women become pregnant Mm -hmm. how does it help you oh yeah oh we had so many women all over the place because they're getting their sexuality they would, mojo they, going? They would come in and be like, I haven't, I've been trying to have a kid and I can't. And then by the end of the six weeks, they were like, and now um, I'm pregnant. Like so, so many why women. Why do you think it's because they got their juices flowing or what? I think it's just a connection with the body and the movement. That could be, yeah. Just getting in shape and you know what I mean? Like just something. It really helped you gonna, feel like yourself and you had control within your space too. That was a really nice thing yeah. that the hoop offered you was a protected zone that you could dance and you could be in and be athletic, but nobody could get into your space because the hoop was spinning around you constantly and protecting you. So you could really be like, this is me, and you kind of lose yourself in it. Yeah, and you really have to get your hips involved. Oh, yeah. You kind of have to be in your Your own world. Your body's moving a lot. So it's awakening all the sensuality in women Mm -hmm. and helping them. For sure. This is, you just made this up? (laughs) It was really fun. Fiona, are you just making this up? On the internet, like you're finding these moves and creating. Yeah, we like stuff? found the moves and then broke, broke them down. down depending on like skill so level. Hoop was starting to really happen in California at okay. that time. So like you know, L.A., San Francisco, hula hoops going on, and then it was this coast dance movement. And yeah, women would wear like it was when Lululemon sold the flared um, yeah. yoga pants. Okay, that look, and they were like they would have their arms all out and about, maybe dancing <laughs> on the beach with the hula hoop. I'm so and glad then, you're on video for that. <laughs> We were like, no, we have to make this like yeah, because you're in Nashville. So I mean, are the is the Nashville the Nashville people would have been like, y'all are cracks if we had been like, right? No, (laughs) you can't be totally hippy dippy like lost. You got to have like an exercise element. Yes. Okay. You you just you yes, and it couldn't be ninety minutes long. It needed to be sixty minutes. You know. So then, are you at a point where you could quit your corporate because oh yeah, oh at that point it was she had been out of it for a few years. So it had just taken off, and everybody wants to hula hoop. So I was doing that um and we were i think we how many days a week did we teach? classes a week 12 to 15 classes a week we had sold out anywhere from like one to three classes in an evening mm-hmm. as well so was we it just do. in the evening mm-hmm. so you had your full All day yeah yeah what much, happened yeah. what did you do during the day i don't know because <laughs> at a certain point i mean I really well. I made hoops and sold them. Okay. I mean, I was. Oh yeah, out of the house we were shipping burlesque. No, I did it. She did hula hoop burlesque. You just took it. 
No, I just did it. I decided I wanted to do it. Like you and I just made it happen. No, no, I she got on it. stage and hula hooped and took her clothes off. And do you know who helped choreograph her routines? <laughs> I did, and I was like thirteen like, years old, na naked, well, to your pasties and your underwear. And you performed? Oh yeah. Oh, Where yeah. did you perform? I'm at the Bell Court and Mercy Lounge. So you're like, I'm feeling myself so good with this hula hoop. I'm yeah. gonna like take. Oh it my next god, level. you should have well, seen her like. Her body was insane. When I was in seventh grade, all the boys were like, oh my God, your mom is so hot. And I okay, was like, that's changed. Ah, this is gross. But yeah, so, so it you was were like. Performing, was it just a one man show so, or did you get like linked up with a company? No, so at the time there was. Um, How did you a, even dream of a one man a show? Well, I can tell you, no, there was a gal who came down from this New York. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, she, her name's Miss Saturn. And she came down from New York and she was a hula hoop performer. And I remember seeing her and I'm pretty sure she did burlesque. And I turned to David, who I was dating at the time, and I was like, that's what I want to do. I so you like, see it and it clicks. And I was like, that's it. And I had a song in my mind. It was a Joshua Black Wilkins song that I loved like nobody's business. And I could see what I was going to do in my head. Had you ever burlesque dance before? Never. I never performed on stage before. <laughs> I'm scared of stages. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do this song. And so my friend made my costume. She did costumes for like... Kiss and Motley Crue, so she made me this beautiful burlesque outfit. And Fiona worked on the routine with me. And Fiona, then I, I love it. this. You're just helping yeah. your mom burlesque. So fun. Yeah. There was like hip dipping and rubbing on the hoop and stuff. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> and would you take clothes off piece by piece while I'm hooping? Oh yeah. So you keep the hoop going while you're oh, stripping yeah, while you're close. Total burlesque. And yeah. people mm -hmm. who would come watch this? Uh, well, so I did it with a group called Panty Raid. So they were doing it, and they a would have people, that, a troupe, that would have... Panty troupe? Panty raid. Okay. But it was, so, a it was a burlesque troupe. burlesque troupe oh. in town. So they would, everyone would go on stage and do their different numbers. So not you were the only hula hoop burlesque. At that time, yes. I'm so there was a group of burlesque dancers yes. that all did their own kind of that thing. That did their thing. So yep. the panty raid would do solos and group things with the three of them together, or four of them, and then they would have some guests that would come perform. Kind of like a cabaret show situation. So would you be traveling around Nashville? Just no, well, in Nashville. I only did Nashville. I didn't go So where else. did you perform and how did people find out about this to come Well, watch? everybody was going to see Panty Raid at the time. That was a big deal. That was like, that was a good So you were like, I'm going to be a part of Panty Raid. And I was Raid. like, well, I was Did you have to audition? Well, the gal who ran it was very sweet and she was like, look, if you pull together a number with the hoop, I'm happy to have you. Because that's a specialty act. It was a specialty act. Yeah. So I think my first one was, um, was it Nancy Sinatra? Yeah, I guess that was, mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of the song, but it was a good one. And With then, the, oh teal, the teal yeah, outfit. So you're burlesque hula hooping, and then you run the hula hoop, y'all do, and then, okay, so then, this is- And making and selling hoops and shipping them all over the country. So then what happens? Well, she goes off to college. So, then yeah. no, so now you're right hand, like truly like, y'all are right and left right hand. Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. she had been a really big part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause you're kind of like the nuts and bolts of like making all this happen, Fiona. Yeah, you Sunny are. is the dreamer. And then you're like, okay, let me like break this down, yeah. figure it out, yeah. put it together, teach yeah. it to you. And make sure it stays Oh, what on was track. really fascinating, I didn't add this though. So when I decided to do hula hoops and to tape them, it turned out my husband was a tape artist in college. So he, know how to, he knew how to work tape 
What is it, even a tape artist? Yeah, right. right. What is a tape artist? How, I'm still I'm trying get to get on this manifestation out. train that you. It was have. so weird. It's it so, so bizarre weird. how things like, come together. Yeah, he was like, okay, I can show you how to tape this hoop and how to work the gaffer tape. Is that and a career? A tape artist? No, it was just his. He was. He just liked using tape in his art. art. Yeah. Isn't that wild? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're the man after. <laughs> My dreams. <laughs> so now, he, are you married to him? Now we're married. Well, yeah. That's we David, were, who you're yeah. the you got your third child with. Yeah. Okay. So now the hoop thing is going. Yeah. Hoop Rama's thriving, the thriving and going, and then she's going off to college. And I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. What so do now I what's do? gonna happen? Because this is like a really big deal that you're leaving, Fiona. Yeah. And where are you going to college? Parsons in New York City. Oh, you're not just going off to college. You're going away, away, very away. You're like, I got to go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she was really. Yeah. Excited. So you wanted to just go to New York, and that's when you wanted to get into like clothing and all of your design mm-hmm. and all yeah. of that. Yeah. I was between fashion and graphic design. Um, got accepted to school through the graphic design program and then changed to fashion once I got there. And that's where you learned all your illustration mm-hmm. and all of these skills that yep. are now coming in major handy for... Yeah. Well, I did sculpture classes and the sculpture 3D Which also art was my favorite. The balloon. Mm-hmm. You did sculpture 3D art. Yeah. Well, how hilarious that now you're... Who are you people? <laughs> like, I cannot quite Well, no, I have this. to tell you, my favorite part was when Fiona called and she's like, Mom, I, I cannot do fashion illustration. I cannot draw these people. My teacher is oh, like, yeah. I so have the first no year of school, <laughs> they made you do all the different art programs so that you could really figure out what you wanted to go into. So that's where I found the sculpture classes and I loved them drawing. I was like, wow, I'm the 3D really bad. Classes. Mm-hmm. What is a 3D sculpture class? So we just use different materials like wire and wood and whatever, like plexiglass at one point, paper stuff to make three-dimensional art. So Were now, you doing the hats at the time? No, this okay. was pre-hats. You were making hats? Yeah, too? I took a hat making class. That was amazing. So you, your favorite thing was 3D sculpture and yes. now you make balloon 3D sculpture. Yes. yes. Okay. It's yes. wild. <clears throat> so in year two of Parsons, you pick a major. So I chose fashion and in that you had to learn fashion illustration and wow, I was so bad at it. Like it was it was awful. And the teacher let her know how bad she was. Yeah, the teacher was like, okay, well, maybe <laughs> by senior year when you're graduating, you might be okay at it by then, but probably not because you're just really that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah. then at the very last project that I did, I turned it in and I think I got like a B minus or a B plus or something like that. And she was like, wow, I really didn't expect this from you. Like you really, you've come very far. And then the next semester I got, I was in a class where the professor was like, we're throwing traditional rules aside. You're going to find your style. It's going to be weird and whatever you are. And then once I figured that out, I was like, oh, I'm really good at this. I just needed to and do that's it my way. Really good at what in particular? The at drawing, at fashion illustrations. Well, and thank God you didn't listen to that first teacher. I know. Right? <laughs> that's why I cannot believe teachers have the nerve to say you're not good at something. Because mm-hmm. that is just, but how can again, you say that? Think about the inspiration that it, she kept going. That you, But that you didn't give up on it. How do you keep going when well, your teacher not, says... Well, I couldn't give up on it because well, yeah, it was a required did. class that I had to take the following <laughs> semester to get through the first year yeah. of the fashion degree program. Did it make you doubt yourself, though? Oh, for sure. I, I was just like, this is so bad. I don't want to yeah. draw. And that the whole fashion curriculum 
every time you make a collection, which you make at least three collections every semester, you have to present drawings of them. So your teachers already told you you're horrible, mm -hmm. and now you have to present this to the class? Yeah, you have to present it every single time you do a collection. So it's in multiple classes you're showing this artwork. <laughs> and I was like, this is just so bad, but here it is again. Like, sorry, everyone. <laughs> and then in semester two, when I got an incredible professor, I was like, oh, okay. We're just, I'm just I not, just have to be me. Yes. It. Which is his life, like yeah, fitting sure. into the mold never pans out, especially no. for people like you guys who are not on the beaten path at all. <laughs> no. You know, it, like, so you just found your groove. You just yeah. needed someone to help you realize that you didn't exactly. have to be this traditional thing, which I think is such an important thing for everyone to hear because who wants to be traditional? But you just have who to be to championed in? in that. That was you a have thing. To have a champion yes, you have and to not have someone champion. who's making you feel defeated. Yes, for sure. Because if you feel if you're already insecure, you're already kind of doubting yourself and not thinking you're that great, and That's then true. here's your authority figure telling you that you're awful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean that takes some serious bravery to keep going. So congratulations For to sure. you, Fiona. Thank you. Way to go and to find Thank your you. way. Yeah, I mean I'm definitely the opposite of Sunny when it comes to. I love that you call her being, Sunny. Well, it's because we work together all the time, and I can't be <laughs> in the shop like, "Hey, mom." <laughs> um, but when Sunny is faced with a challenge or fear, she goes head first into the fire, and I <laughs> Fiona goes shut first. down. <laughs> Thanks, mom. That's true. Oh my gosh! So I, I just, I stop. I get overwhelmed. She I shuts down. Can't do anything. It is. I am not the person who's like. Oh, I don't have enough money, but I'm just gonna keep going because the money's gonna be there. I'm like, there's no fucking money around, and like I can't make it happen, and I don't know what's gonna happen, and then it just for me it snowballs, and then I I can't do anything. So how do you get out of that when you're in the middle of a snowball? Sunny, <laughs> really? How do you pull her out of it? She sits down and she says, Fiona, <laughs> tell me. How do you eat an elephant? And I have to say, you eat the elephant one bite at a time. So what if you feel like the elephant's just sitting on you? Like, <laughs> right. how do you get it Yeah, off? like if you can't take a bite? <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? The elephant just smushed your face. I don't you know. You just have to just, like, regain your... I think it's about having someone who's willing to take a moment with you to break it down. What is the worst case scenario? You go what dead is broke. going on? You know, yeah. yeah. And where do you start from here? Who do you need to call? What do we need to look at? What's the if it doesn't work out? What will this mean? You, it just you have to look at every single facet mm -hmm. of the picture to pull somebody out of that spot. And yeah. then also too, at the bottom of the day, just pull yourself together. Yeah. Pull yourself together. You just have to move forward. We had one person who worked with us, and there was a day where Sunny wasn't in. Like, she had gone to some meeting, and all of this stuff was piling up. It was balloon stuff. And I was having that moment of, like, the total freezing up and shutting down. Like, and too much overwhelm. Yep. So overwhelmed is my favorite word, and I say it all the time. And she's like, stop saying overwhelmed. But, like, yes, I was overwhelmed. And this amazing woman, Andrea, who worked with us, she sat down next to me and said, you just have to move forward. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do, but you have to move forward. Because if you stop, everything is going to fall apart. And you just, whatever step that you take, you just have to take that step. If it's a baby step, if it's a big step, whatever. But you take a step. You just have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant advice. 
Brilliant. Brilliant advice. So what is your self-talk? Like, what is it in your mind? Like, do you, cause I have struggled with like self-worth issues, but mm-hmm. I feel like you don't struggle with that. So my, my thing is that this is going to sound so hokey. The power of manifestation is so strong in my brain. I know that if I go to the negative side, that will happen. So, for example, um, I think one of the biggest memories that I have with my mom was we were leaving Texas. Um, it's a really, really bad, abusive situation. She had to run away, 60-minute style, getting someone's social security card, taking on an identity in the middle of the night, like crazy stuff. Wow, okay. Yeah, crazy. And my mom turned to me, and she's like, where do you want to go? And I'm, I'm literally, I'm like 15 years old, you know, and I was just like, Boston. You just knew? In my heart, I knew I'd always want, like, Boston was my place. I'd been, like, maybe twice to Cape Cod. You know what I mean? But there was just something. I was like, Boston. And we went. And you just, you saw how making those decisions quickly on your intuition is usually the right thing. It's when you stop and think, you say, you're thinking Boston. You're like, well, maybe California's better. Maybe I want to be warm. Maybe, you know what I mean? And you start start like analyzing, guessing, second guessing yourself. Yeah, for sure. And for us, we packed up, we left, we went to Boston and all these, I think everything just happens for a reason and life just takes its. So you trust your intuition immediately. I trust my intuition all the time. And like instantly, like if you get it, what does that feel like when you get Um, that feeling? What does it feel like? Um, it's just, it's like something in the pit of your stomach. And it like feels right. Oh. And it feels like you got to do it now. Yes. And it will work out. Yes. There's always an answer. I, I hate the answer. I don't know. Because she'll, I mean, she'll ask me something what I think. And I'll give an answer. And then she'll be like, I think she'll then ask it another time. <laughs> and I'll give another answer. And then she'll be like, well, what? It, it's just, I, I but just, my thing is like, what if there's a lot of different answers? How do you pick the one? Well, you're going to go do one thing and then... If things shift, you're going to go do another thing. So you just pick the answer that you feel most connected to. Yeah. And you just roll with it, even though there's a lot of potential options. And it's usually the first answer is the right one. Because I'm really bad at trusting my gut. And I've learned this over the past, like, (laughs) two years just or more. It's been repeated things that I haven't trusted my gut on. And I've just... Oh, fallen on my face because of them one after another, after another, after another. Okay. So the time I didn't trust my gut, like I was, there was a customer that was standing in front of me. We had a solid booked weekend. It was absolutely insane. And she begged for us to get balloons delivered for her and all this stuff and had all these things. And in my gut, like I knew this was not, I shouldn't be doing it. It bit me in the ass so hard. How so? Oh, she yelled at me and said really mean things. Well, we had to bend over backwards (laughs) multiple times to make the balloons get to this location that they needed to get to. All Mm -hmm. of us were in different locations that day because we were so overbooked. Mm -hmm. And this was like a favor. You're squeezing. Oh, we were doing a huge favor. So Sunny Mm -hmm. winds up taking that order by herself. David was out somewhere doing balloons. I was out somewhere doing balloons. And so Sunny took this order herself out. And so I took them in and they they had they were kind of in a way individual balloons. Yeah, they were and they were slightly tangled but not too much, but I had asked the woman who was at the venue, I said, "Are you going to be able to assist our client with getting these balloons? Cuz if you took them off the weights and put them on the ceiling, they're going to untangle." It wasn't 
it wasn't impossible, but I know that I know a little bit more how to deal with them than maybe the person walking in. And the right. woman said, yes, I'll be here to help her. And according to our client, there was no one there to help her. They were tangled. It took her forever, but she was so She's never to going to use us I again. She ripped Sunny apart. Email, I'm, phone call, everything. Yeah. Her, you know, my children said I should write these terrible reviews about you and I'm going to tell everybody how bad you are. And, but it attacked me personally. Like I've never been, you know what I mean? And I was like, and in my, and you're like, I did a favor for you and I knew I shouldn't have done it anyway. And I now know, look at this. and I was like, yeah. I yeah. did not trust my gut. Like my, I went against it you because said, I was like, yeah. I want to please mm -hmm. this person. I want to help them. And it was just, it could have been a simple, I'm so sorry. We are booked. fully booked. We have everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was, and she came in on the, on the 11th hour for this. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and it was just so, yeah, I think you just have to trust what your instincts are telling you. How do you not go into the fear side? Like, cause you said, if you go there, it'll happen. Cause you're that yeah. strong manifesting. But so then how do you block it? Cause there's a lot of things that are really scary in this world. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of things. Um, yeah. So I'm like, Ooh, don't think about murder too often. Cause you might get murdered. <laughs> like really? No, but seriously, do you just yeah. have to do an iron? But like, okay. Oh, so yeah. my whole thing is like, I believe in manifestation so much, but I also don't trust myself all the way sometimes. And then I get lost in these like fear-based thoughts and I yeah. can like cycle down a rabbit yeah. hole with them. Mm -hmm. And I know I need to get out, but then once I've kind of gone in there, I have the hardest time getting out. Yeah. So how do you prevent yourself from going there? It's like, even like being pregnant, I'll have like yeah. the biggest fears about like losing the baby yeah. or something. Oh yeah. And so my thoughts, so when I was pregnant and I would have a fear of losing the baby, like, oh my God, this baby. Okay. I haven't felt her move. Drink orange juice, sit on the side, hold the belly. It will make them move. Everything's fine. You have to find a spot that connects you with it to get you out of it. Cause okay. if you don't do anything about it and all you're thinking is losing the baby, losing the baby, losing the baby. Do you know what I mean? Like so find it, an action step, find an action step. Yeah. But it, it's, I, I use the murder thing as something really simple, but that's like, seriously, like you read the news with all these crazy things and I'm thinking, okay, well I'm not going to go jogging by myself. I'm not going to think about being murdered, you know, because that's just, so let's go on to something else. Let's think about, and you can just block it. You think you have to actively think about something else. And, and you can just like get it. Yeah. What if it tries to creep back in? No, you just have to go to the other thing. You have to, you, um, okay. Well, I guess that's where ADD comes in handy, right? Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then how did you, how did y'all start the balloon business? So y'all have started Harlan. Oh, that's one of my favorite stories. Harlan Ruby. And then how did y'all just decide you yeah, come back? That. So you finally moved back from New York. Yeah. Sunny so, convinces you she can't well, live I was without in, you. So New York, LA, LA to Nashville. In Nashville, we started Harlan Ruby up in November. No, in like March. I mean, no, it was February because oh, we painted yeah. in Oh yeah, because we had been six months. That's right. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah, so yeah. about February of 2016, we start the gift shop, uh -huh. and then in February of 2017. Oh wait, hold on. So this is one of my favorite parts. Okay, okay. let's hear it. So we were working. I had a friend who worked with me in a business capacity through the hula hoop stuff. And she was, this was on the end of kind of working with her. Like she was kind of a no person. And that's not gonna work. I'm not really, she's very corporate. 
kind of a you know that and kind this of anti yeah. what we got going on over mm-hmm. here with yeah, Fiona that's honey. exactly sure. and so Fiona was like, no is not in our vocabulary no, no mm-hmm. is not in the vocabulary well Fiona <laughs> was we're fully booked completely <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah we're then no. we're no uh, well she was completely obsessed and inspired by California gift shops Wait, Fiona was Fiona. I was okay. yeah she loved them and really looked at them for inspiration and there was one yeah for Harlan had, Ruby that's for Harlan Ruby inspiration yeah. from and so one of them had balloons and she was like this is just the cutest thing we should do a little balloon bar ourselves you know we'll have families that come in and they'll get a unicorn balloon and it will be really sweet and I remember responding to her I was like Fee that would be great however so and so is about to go on honeymoon. We need to wait till she goes on honeymoon. She's going for like two or three weeks to Paris and yeah. Iceland, and then we'll go ahead and take care of this. Because you knew she would cheat it down. I just don't want to hear it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I did not want to hear it. So as soon as she left, we bought tons of balloons. <laughs> not tons. Now we have a lot. But, but we, we bought lot, like a couple of different colors and some unicorn heads and, and like other a shapes. Thing that blows them up. Oh yeah. Oh, we, we had to get a had tank. To go and, to the local loaning yeah. supply and get ourselves a tank, which we used to have a baby one that we would just put in our car and drive down yeah. there. And now we go through like six a week of the jumbo ones. Yeah. So we so. we self-taught how to blow up Once a balloon. Once again. Mm-hmm. We never knew how to blow up a balloon. Yeah. Pulled up YouTube, learned how to, taught myself how to tie a balloon yeah, properly. Yeah. Tying was a big deal. Well, and there's, mm-hmm. when these sculptures that y'all build, there's a hundred thousand balloons in them. So there's a lot so of many balloons. And at that time, there all? were no videos showing you how to make Yeah. Them. But we weren't even thinking about that when we started the balloon no. bar. It was seriously just someone's going to get a giant unicorn head or maybe like three balloons yeah, before they simple. go to a party. So you taught yourself how to make these designs out of balloons. Yes. On YouTube. So there was this woman named, well, her name is Jihan something. But she goes by Geronimo. And in looking, like, we went so deep into looking at balloon stuff because really our inspiration was just that little bit of helium. So we didn't know that there was this whole world where people made stuff out of balloons. So we are like knee deep in Pinterest and Google image search and yeah, I think finding we started these, seeing her pictures. Yeah, started finding these beautiful balloon displays on the sides of buildings because she pretty much only did exterior stuff and she did huge installations, yeah. just massive, she was massive, the massive. US person for balloon sculptures. Yeah. So but just, she was in LA again. Mm-hmm. Our inspiration always seems to come from LA. So we are like, wow, how does she do this? There was absolutely nothing on the internet that even Nobody told us what the it. name of that kind of stuff was. We didn't even know the words balloon decor. So yeah. eventually <laughs> we realized it's called organic. That's balloon garlands. Yep. That's the style is organic because of all the different sizes of balloons. It looks very natural. It's not cheesy and structured like your typical balloon stuff. So we're like, okay, well, how do we do this? So I find some crazy, cheesy YouTube video of a woman making a very, uh-huh. very, like, standard arch situation. So you can find a lot of that online. Very structured, 1980s, like the traditional, traditional balloon thing. Okay. So I watched yeah. that and then was like, okay, well, I've seen her stuff. So how do I turn this into that? And then my, like the brain that I used to translate hula hooping moves into mm-hmm. real life was like, okay, this is exactly how we're going to make the balloons. Plus all these different sizes. Sculptures. Yep. 
this is how we're gonna put it together. There's gonna be this structure, blah, 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 blah. So you just and came then, up with it on your own? Boom, we did it. Yeah, we, we yeah. taught ourselves. Have you ever had any formal training, now even at this point, of Not balloon sculptures? No. no. And y'all build these huge yes. sculptures mm-hmm. and yes. you just figured it out? Yes. Yeah. How, oh my God, how do you even <laughs> like blow them up and connect them all like, and tie them? It, yeah, it's all fingers hurt? hurt? Yeah, sometimes. But I mean, for the most part, you get used to it. You know, I mean, I yeah, think in the beginning, so our fingers it. were tired of it. But so while we're figuring that out and Fiona's dealing with that. I'm and everyone listening, these sculptures are elaborate and beautiful <laughs> and amazing so and Thank insane. You. We love doing them. You love doing them? Mm-hmm. It yeah, feels like do. it'd be That's so hard favorite. and so much work. No, it's it is, so But it's fun. so, it's, I think when we get the opportunity to be really creative, like the one at the JW Marriott that was spiraling down to the floor or, I mean, Art and Invention was our first one. I went to Meg and was That like, was for Tomato Fest yeah. of 2017. So we start the balloons in March 1st of 2017 and then all the way until August, we're only doing helium and then August 12 or whatever is the first time we ever do an installation. Yeah. Which we made at like 11 p.m. the night before we stuck it up on the side of the building and just crossed our fingers and said a little prayer that it was still going to be there the next yeah. day <laughs> so so how does it take to make an elaborate structure it we're really really fast at it now yeah. um we can pull together like 25 feet of balloons within an hour no way yeah we work really fast but we have the mm-hmm. space and we have the team and you know what i mean like you can yeah. I feel like we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. I mean, we've been doing it for yeah, two almost three. Years and y'all just now. self-taught and create all these visions you create yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was this point we had done the one installation for art and, art and invention, which we just did ourselves, try it out, see what it was like, get it in front of some people's eyes. A couple of people took photos. That was really exciting. <laughs> And then this company... Fashion, well, the Fashion Alliance. Oh, the Fashion Alliance happened, which we did a huge wall for the National Fashion <laughs> yeah. Alliance. It did was you beautiful. See that one? I don't, no, oh, I don't. I, don't, I see beautiful. your work everywhere, but I don't know where I see it. I just yeah. see it everywhere. Yeah. Well, this was at a, a big awards event for the National Fashion Alliance, and it kind of stole the show and distracted everybody from all the other artwork that was there, but it was great. So that probably, the word of mouth is that starting. That was where I think the, the town really noticed it. It became kind of a that. photo spot yeah. that people wanted to stand in front of and post really on social beautiful. media. And we were like, yes, and okay, this is exactly. And force, especially exactly. like a fashion alliance. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Yes. Probably it was started, a great venue. That was, was so good. Group. So then more people. We stayed up. I stayed up personally. I was sleeping on my parents' couch at the time until 2 a.m. Because I had just gone through a breakup. So I moved back in, sleeping on the couch. Laying there at 2 a.m., looking through all the hashtags and location photos that were popping up on Instagram so that we could repost them so and people get people to know yeah. and like put them on our story. So, because there was no branding on the wall. And that was the only way that we knew that we could actually get the word out there that we had created that art piece. And so, very randomly, less than a month later, Slack HQ, the technology app, and like where people message each other within a business, whatever, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> they reached <Corporate>. out <laughs> yeah, and they said, we are coming to Nashville to do an activation. We have three locations that we're looking at and we want to put balloons on the outside. And I was like, tell them yes, tell them we can do it. And like, here's the amount of money. And at that point we pitched it. I, think, I mean, we just, guessed. I think we pitched like $6,000 and we were like, holy moly, this is the most money ever for balloons. This is crazy. What if they say no? We even had to tell them like, we haven't really done that much. We've only done a few things. They were like, yep, sounds great. We're going to do it. 
it's we on, were so it's on proper bagel. It's we like we're really green, but we can mm-hmm. do it. But we can do it and we'll do it big and that installation wouldn't be valued at that little money now. But at the time it was perfect and, and it, it was so good. It went viral. Mm-hmm. It went viral. It was up less than twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. People had reposted it left and right. People hundreds and hundreds of people. Came came to see it. I feel like I want to cry it, for it some was, reason. It was, it like was really crazy. Special. And then, but you the, guys are magical. Y'all are so touched, and you are so special. You're very. Serious. Oh my gosh, very it's really kind. kind. Very kind. So it went viral, and then after that, has it just been booming? Yes. So the very next day, people were. How did calling. it go viral? Just all of a sudden, everybody was, on, was taking photos of it. There were photographers. So was it just coming. outside of a building? It was, it was outside of Proper Bagel. Oh, so it was just in a very central spot, mm-hmm. and yes. everyone yeah. wanted to take their picture. Like one woman it. drove by on her way to work and was like, "Oh my gosh, I want balloons for my wedding." Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then that yes. happened. Or, and Slack had promoted it. They mm-hmm. invited people. It was like free bagels, free headshots at the headshot truck. It was grand opening for Proper Bagel. No, no, no. no. It, it was, was just a Slack event. They rented out Proper Bagel. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, who is Slack? I, did you just say know, this? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's no, a tech it's, app. It's a tech app. It's like a, just a random tech app. It's, so messaging, it's the whole communication just, uh, system. Who knows what any of this even is? It's just at Proper, Proper Bagel. They rented out Proper Bagel. Yeah, yeah. That to was, have their tech. It, they're app. a huge, huge company. Yeah, they're a big company. Well, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a random thing to pick proper bagel. Well, so random. They, they a great central location for Nashville. y'all. Yeah, they were activating in Nashville. So if you have a company that has X number of people, y'all can be on the app and then have communications and boards with each other. Join it as a single person too. Instead of having multiple email threads, it's keeping your certain groups together so that you can kind of it's organization. Yeah, organization. Within communication, I think. And the balloons just happen to be on the outside. It was just part of the thing they were doing. They were to attract balloons everywhere they were activating in the US. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we saw the photos of the other stuff and we even heard feedback from people on the team that we like blew every other activation out of the water with our installation. So that one changed the game for us. And at that point, we kind of sat down with each other and said, what do we want to do? Like, who do we want to make balloons for? We what like, are our ideas? James would be great. Well, yeah. Proper Bagel was the one we had thought of post. We yes. were like really wanted to do Proper Bagel. And then they picked Proper Bagel. And then the next God, one the manifestation do, is so strong. Mm-hmm. Well, we picked Draper James. Yeah, we were like, we really want to do balloons for Reese, with Reese Witherspoon. And Draper James would be so beautiful. And that's her it's store. South. Yep, mm-hmm. it's got and y'all so many did a people. Huge balloon. And then we did a balloon install mm-hmm. there. They reached yeah. out to you? No, so some woman who was <laughs> launching, doing a book launch at Draper James contacted us and said, can we do balloons on the awning in front? I was like, oh my gosh, here's our chance. Yes, yes, we can. It's X amount, whatever, whatever. And then she comes back and she says, oh, I just heard from them. They're going to do a Mother's Day event the following month and they want to do balloons for that instead. So they said, I can't have balloons at the event. I was like, oh no, that's so <laughs> sad. I'm Hello. really sorry. Hello, Draper James. Stop, you're stealing my story, Sadie. <laughs> Gosh. So I I immediately hang up, call Draper James. The person answers, like the retail person. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, I need to talk to the manager about the Mother's Day event that's coming up. I'm doing the balloons for it. She's like, okay, pass you on to someone else. Y'all haven't booked yet. No. I was like, hey, I'm from Vroom Vroom Balloon. I'm calling about the balloons for the Mother's Day event. Oh yeah, let me pass you to our events manager. Whatever, whatever. I get through like four people. So they hadn't wind booked up, anyone yet? No. Wind up talking to the person in charge and I go, hi, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm Fiona Flaherty. I'm one of the owners of Vroom Vroom Balloon. I don't know if you've seen our work, but I heard you're having an event for Mother's Day and you want to do balloons and I would love to throw our hat into the ring and I would like to do the balloons for it. So 
I just went for him. Yep. And then what happened? We were booked for it. Mm-hmm. They and the landlord was mm-hmm. so finicky and so nervous about it. And after it was done, he came to us. He's like, "You can do balloons on my buildings anytime." Mm-hmm. He's like, "That was the most exciting thing." He loves art and creativity, and he was like. This was great. And the date got moved. It wasn't Mother's Day anymore. They wound up moving it to the marathon. to the marathon weekend. weekend. So So all the people on the race route ran by it. That one was even bigger than Proper Bagel. We never could have imagined. I was around y'all all the time because I need this mojo. I need your mojo. This was it. That was us like... It went viral nationally. Taking... Yep. And it's Reese Witherspoon's store Mm -hmm. too. And she posted it on her Instagram. She didn't Mm -hmm. tag us, but that's okay. It's okay. (laughs) But she posted a photo of the balloons that I personally had taken on my phone <laughs> of oh the balloons gosh. on the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's just how it got wrong. And it's just been that's how it got ever rolling. since then. Yep. yep. And that's how we've had clients like Victoria's Secret. It's because yeah, they saw Draper James. Well, now, as soon as you know about it in Nashville, it's like you want this and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not like anyone can do this. It is a very uh, unique job. Yeah, well, the thing task. is, it's not only... I think there are a lot of people who can put balloons together, but for us on the other end, there's a color component and a design component Mm -hmm. that's really, really important. We're two extremely artistic and creative people. And so it's we bring that element to the table. I think that's the thing that moves us the most is it's thoughtful, it's well designed, Mm -hmm. it's everything we work hard. And it's just and our energy. <laughs> I mean, I think we present a very professional team too. We work so hard, yeah, to bring that aspect across. I mean, since the daycare business, if you do it professionally, know, then, then they'll come. Then they're gonna come. I think I've been shocked and blown away by so many things. A, just the creativity, the trust that you guys have to go for dreams instantly, the brains to figure it out, like. And just the, just the instinct that you guys have and then fearlessness. Like, it is really unbelievable. These are some majorly different career jobs that have... They're really different, but I think, I mean, for me, looking at the balloons, my thought was, wow, if I could do what I did with the hula hoop supply business, then more people want balloons than they did hula hoops, so we're good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. that, because that, I mean... I mean, we're doing so many balloons now and not that many people know about us we're still small we're yeah, in, still very fresh in year two of over it. nashville though that's how we feel that's, we're hopeful but we're yes. we can only imagine how much bigger it's going to be as people find out even more. we gotta go beyond nashville we have we did a big installation in chicago yeah we did three installations for victoria's secret in chicago that last was really year. wonderful that was beautiful. Um, I mean, we would travel, yes. It just depends on... It's just your, the amount that you can actually handle. I mean, y'all... Yeah. And then if you're going to get super big, you have to find people who have yes. the creative vision that y'all have. Yes. Yes. So I think For we sure. would probably keep our installation team to just us. Yeah. But we're, we have great plans on expanding balloons in other realms, which we're very excited about. I am so impressed and blown away. Like, I knew you guys were amazing and uh, insane and talented, but I didn't <laughs> realize all of this. And I mean, I want to keep talking to you guys, but I'm going to have to wrap up. No, so, I'm sorry. No, I, no all of them, this, is, uh, this is the greatest interview ever. So wrap up with just giving, I would say, at the end of every interview, leave your light. So you guys are clearly powerful, amazing, intuitive people. 
So give some inspiration to people listening on just some advice really on, on what you think people should know and how you guys have navigated your life and what has really helped you and benefited you and what other people need to hear. Go ahead, V. No, you go. You You're go. the one who's talked this whole time. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> you had time to think about that one. That's a really hard question. Um, okay, what do we have to say again? Repeat just it? some advice, advice that after okay. everything that you have navigated through life, and all of the different journeys, the whole process, what do you think people need to know? Like what's some inspiration or advice that you would give people if they want to better their life, maybe be inspired? Um, I don't know, just kind of like elevate. Okay, I would definitely say that if there's anybody in your life that's holding you back or being a no person or attempting to dim your light at all that you remove them from your life in a healthy way um <laughs> not murder <laughs> not with murder um but we have just watched our lives within the past two and a half years mainly focused around vroom vroom balloon as we have allowed people to exit our lives that were dimming our light and not letting us live our life to our fullest potential as soon as they were gone our lives blossomed and tenfold like I mean for myself personally I was in a relationship and there was a lot of like financial issues that I was experiencing from student debt and all this stuff the relationship was also unhealthy in a lot of other ways but as soon as I exited that that's when slack came to us and we got that job and then we moved on to Draper James Mm -hmm. and then suddenly I was making enough money to triple my student loan payments every month and I wasn't struggling to pay that minimum anymore anymore. I wasn't yeah Yeah. I wasn't debilitated by it and now I've paid like a lot of money towards them and I'm supposedly going to be debt free in two years, which is really exciting. Um, except I did just recently buy a car, but we'll get the student loan payments out of the way. Um, (laughs) but that, and then the business partner that Sunny had, as soon as she was gone, that's when our balloons just started to, that's when we, well, I think people underestimate the weight of the people around you. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. They're like, well, they're living their life and it's not really affecting me, but it actually is mm-hmm. affecting. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It is. Yeah. It's a heavy energy. It is a heavy yeah. energy. And you have to carry it with yes, you. Yes, you do carry it. I think even if you think you're the kind of person that doesn't take on people's energy 1,000%, it's they're there. putting that on you. Yes. For sure. For I sure. love that. That is so true. So remove the dead weight, the negative energy. Mm-hmm. And don't even think twice about it. Yeah, Yeah, don't think twice about it. Because, I mean, coming from a place where it was even relationship, I was like, where am I going to stand on my own? We had a car together. We lived together. I had to move back to my parents. And, like, it felt as if it was going to be the absolute worst case scenario. But instead, I got my own two feet under me and became, like... Much stronger. Yeah, so much stronger. And just in the most amazing place in my life that I've ever been. And that's also trusting your intuition and having yes. that, that ability yeah. to just go for it. Yes, True. just go for you it. Have Trust to. your gut. And, and that's mm-hmm. what you guys have done this whole time. And you have to do that. You can't stay stuck 
and fearful. No. Yes, you really can't. Oh, and it's scary, but you gotta go. It's so scary sometimes. And you just gotta go. Mm -hmm. I freaking love that. Okay, take us home. Take us home. Um, so I, I have two little pieces of advice. I think one is that um, you really have to, no one is gonna care about what you're doing as much as you are. And so don't beat yourself up for caring so much. Like do it, do it well, and expect those who are working with you to kind of bring it to the table too. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, they won't care as much about your baby and what you're owning. But I, I think that being really proud of what you're putting out there and just holding a high standard is okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Like it's, it's really, it's okay. And the other thing I would say is really think about what you're giving your mind space to. I think one of the neatest things I had read one time was instead of thinking that the world is out to get you, think the world is out to help you. I love you know? that. And just yeah. really, it's not... Every person who comes into your life and every situation is just that, for lack of a better term, a learning experience. You know, the big ones are a trip to business school, mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just, it's all what you're giving your space to think about. And as Fee said, uh, even if it's the person that you're leaving um, the weight in your area with, it's also your thoughts. I mean, you're, you don't have room for other things if you're just focused on going down, down, down. And dealing with that mm -hmm. negative yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah, and also write down your dreams and say them out loud because when you say stuff out loud, that's when it actually happens. That's and true. Believe your it. words have so much power. Yeah, I mean, I think even if you don't really believe it, but if you just say over and over, like, we're going to put balloons on Draper James, we're going to put balloons on Draper James, then one day you're going to wake up and... They're your balloons on yep. Draper James. Exactly. We're going to do balloons for Taylor Swift. We're going to do balloons for Taylor You probably <laughs> no. actually will. I mean, you? Well, you laugh, but why wouldn't you? I, that's definitely a goal. Miley Cyrus was one, and we've done balloons for her three times now. Yeah, like, that was a big one. We have to figure out who are, what are our next goals that, <laughs> that we mm. want to hit. And who do we want to do stuff for? Just, like, say it, put it out there, and believe it, it. it'll happen. Mm -hmm. I'm so blown away by y'all. I don't know how to handle it. I, I really am. It's like next level <laughs> so admiration. Thank y'all so much for coming on my podcast and sharing Thank you for story. having us. Everyone in Nashville needs to check out Vroom Vroom Balloons and Harlan Ruby because it's the cutest store and obviously the best balloons. And Sunny and Fiona, y'all are just the best mother-daughter duo and people ever. Thank you. So <laughs> really appreciate y'all's energy. Now. No. I know. But We're it's like amazing. Y'all's yeah. energy is incredible. And thank y'all for just contributing that to the world. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's people like you that come into our life that make it really fun. I mean, that yeah, was a total so random bizarre to have met you. Do your so. people even know our connection and how? Uh, what is our connection? Well, so a friend of mine posted on Facebook. Just she's quick not side a, note for yeah. the end of this. <laughs> yeah, she's not a close friend, but she's an acquaintance friend and she dated a guy I knew. And so she posted on Facebook that um, a delivery of flowers came to her house. But that's my neighbor. Yeah, and uh -huh. she was so excited. And then it turned out the flowers weren't for her. They were for you. <laughs> they were for you. And I remember so, this. Yeah. I showed up my door with flowers, but it was sad because 
she they thought yeah it was kind of a catch-22 because it's like oh bummer yeah it didn't make her day because well, she'd so, gotten them first yeah well, she and so when i saw that post we had just started doing the little posies with balloons and i was so we were doing like a little bouquet of flowers with a balloon with which a you balloon could have it delivered. delivered huge yeah and so i i told fia i was like we need to go take her a posy and just leave it on her door anonymously and so we came to you to but kind of we didn't out know which, what her address was yeah, so we I thought oh kind she of where she this lived. cute house and then we came up and <laughs> to your you. home mm-hmm. oh my god! but then we left them on her door and for a long time she did not know it was us so yeah. that was really but then you started popping up in our shop mm-hmm. and that was it. the rest is history now we're, we're here, here. Yeah. i know because when i said y'all want to come over you're like yeah we already know where you live i'm like yeah duh <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. See, we've been meant to be together. That makes yeah. me feel good that the universe drew me to you guys yeah. because I need to be around it people really like did. So I'm going to really just work on only having positive thoughts. Yes. Not even letting myself go down a rabbit hole. Nope. And, say no. And just say no. And just, I need to function at my house. I need yeah, to get you need to some fish in that back left corner yeah. of the laundry them. room. I don't think I'm not going to. Take some fish. Draw some fish. I will be getting some fish and they're going in the laundry room. <laughs> not real ones, but like yeah. pictures. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me. This was so inspiring. Thank you. All the best. Okay, bye. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.